plant seeds in different areas. Um, you know, if you're in the sales or you're trying to generate new business, you know, it's the networking, it's the digital presence that you have. It's the, the in-person presence that you have as you, you meet with, um, you know, colleagues and different influencers. It's the, it's the actually outbound prospecting going to ask for business. You know, it, it comes from everywhere. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Adam Collins of MGA. Adam, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks, Gresh. I appreciate you having me. Definitely. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Adam so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Adam is a managing director at MGA, a highly strategic commercial real estate advisory firm focused on caring for the needs of occupiers of office and industrial real estate. Adam has Adam and his team provide expert consultation and analyzing and executing solutions aimed to reduce their clients' overall facility expense while maximizing workplace efficiency and productivity. They never represent institutional landlords and therefore can eliminate the inherent conflict of interest many commercial real estate firms have in representing both tenants and landlords. Adam, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more about your story and what led you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I've you know, practice in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, but I'm not, but not from here originally. Um, but I've had a lot of family in the area for the last 150 years. So um, I knew that, you know, after graduating college and high school, that this is where I, I wanted to end up. And, um, and I wasn't sure um, what real estate was, but I knew that I was fascinated by it because uh, everybody in the, the Forbes top 100 seemed to have real estate listed as one of their sources of their wealth. And so in high school, that kind of got me started just reading about and learning about real estate um, from real estate investment to residential real estate, commercial real estate, investment trusts, all, all the different facets of, of commercial real estate. Um, and then about uh, eight, nine years ago, uh, I got my first taste in the business uh, as an intern and um, I've been doing it full time ever after that, ever since after that summer. Nice. It sounds like the, the rest is definitely history. And it's great to kind of hear, you know, how you um, had that interest or had something you, what you saw kind of, it sounds like began with the end of mind, so to speak, where you, you read and you saw the success that people were having, and you decided to drill down and become more fascinated and more knowledgeable about uh, the real estate industry. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, of course. I, you know, then just got obsessed with it from there. So it's been a passion of mine for quite some time. Nice. Well, I wanted to uh, drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more about the passion and how it manifests itself into MGA. Could you take us through how you work with your clients and what that process looks like? Yeah, I think one of the um, just the overarching themes that um, is, has made me successful is to just provide such great service to my clients that, you know, commercial real estate is very competitive. So uh, I find that if I can just provide such great service to my clients that they they, they have no interest or, or would never consider working with another broker, you know, then I've done my job. And, and, and that comes from having a really well-rounded knowledge of commercial real estate, and, as well as the needs of business owners. Um, you know, it's, 
it's maybe not necessarily just enough to know all about um, commercial leasing and tenant representation. You know, I, I use facets in my business that I've learned from studying real estate investing, um, even from resident my own re residential real estate investing. And uh, I kind of put all of that into the advice that I give my clients and how we, um, you know, execute a successful transaction. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And being able to kind of sharpen the saw, so to speak, and to be able to learn more. And for people that may not understand, I guess, and I know it's probably more complex than uh, we can drill down all the way into, but could you take us through a little bit more on people that may not be familiar with, I guess, the commercial real estate world and what exactly that is and, and how exactly that manifests itself in things that we see? Sure. So um, what we do is we, we work with businesses like government contractors, um, law firms, uh, trade associations, nonprofits, uh, and advise them on the real estate. So their office space needs mostly, right? So uh, we're talking about everything from workplace strategy to how do you function in the office space? Uh, how do we make it more productive and more efficient um, uh, to going out and finding the right space or in negotiating the lease terms uh, in the concessions packages, you know, the free rent, the tenant improvement allowances um, and, and everything else that goes into that, you know, 50 or hundred page lease. Uh, and, and then, you know, just ongoing service to make sure that, um, you know, everything is going according to plan with their build out. And then with when, while they're occupying their office space, um, there's a number of value add services that, that we offer as well. Yeah, that's huge. I appreciate you giving kind of like a lay of the land. Because uh, I think so many times when we're, you know, I guess, patronizing businesses and going to different areas, we don't realize like all of the behind the scenes that it takes to get a business there and what that looks like. So it uh, sounds like, you know, you definitely help that come to fruition so that they can get patronized and actually have that opportunity to, to serve the clients they, they even work with. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, of course. Um, it's, it's not a... Um... A widely known about field. I mean, there's a lot of uh, money going up being exchanged, um, but most people don't really think about, uh, hey, a business needs uh, representation when they go out and find their office space. You know, they here in DC, they most likely don't own the building. Um, they're, they're leasing from a larger landlord property owner um, company. Uh, and, and there's, there's, you know, a lot that goes into making sure that that, that five, seven, 10 year, sometimes 15 year relationship goes smoothly. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that you all um, are able to kind of bridge that gap. And and what would you consider to be uh, what I call your secret sauce? And this could be for yourself personally or the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Well, one of the, you know, our specialization in solely representing tenants or, or owners of, of, of real estate, right? So we don't ever represent those big real estate investment trusts. So we don't have that conflict of interest that uh, is generally found in, in a lot of larger firms, you know, uh, one that misunderstood is that in some instances, corporate America or these nonprofits or whoever these office tenants are really are actually kind of a bit of an underdog in the fact that um, a lot of times they're being represented by somebody who, who's also repre representing their landlord or representing their landlord, maybe not at that building, but, you know, in, in California, um, you, you know, it's tough to really say that can you really negotiate as hard as you can when you're representing both sides um, or you're trying to represent both sides. So for us, just having that complete focus uh, on only representing the tenant or the, the buyer, the real estate, uh, as well as, you know, so that, that also gives us a, a unique perspective because that's what we're doing all day, every day. Our entire company is focused and built around exactly what uh, a tenant would need when thinking about their real estate, whether that's going out and finding space or just, you know, in the middle of their lease term and just want to know how do we become more productive and efficient in our office space? How do we pay less money than we are today? Um, you know, even though we still have several years left in our lease. 
Yeah. And I think being able to kind of lean on the expertise that you all have and and, and you have to be able to, to understand and ask so, some of those questions, especially if you're not as aware of all the different, I guess, moving parts and things that you can ask or look for um, is absolutely huge. And, and I love that kind of specialization as well, too, because I think that, you know, when you're getting representation, when you're getting that, you know, consultation and the the, the, the um, services that your, your firm provides, it's all about knowing that your best interests are at heart because as you mentioned it's not sometimes a 30 minute thing sometimes it's a 10 15 year relationship that you're building so you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward and you're setting yourself up for, for success 100 percent. awesome 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 so i wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and i want to ask you for what i call a ceo hack and this could be like an app a book or a habit that you have but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient uh I think the, 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 I guess the main driver of everything that I do that, to help me get better, I think comes from coaching really and, and, and appropriate mentors. So um, through, uh, I, I have a coach that specializes in, in commercial real estate, you know, working with commercial real estate brokers. And um, from there, that's where I get a lot of my education from. So there's, you know, a lot of little hacks that come from working with my coach and being around other brokers who are also working with their a coach to get better at their business. Um, so that that's kind of the overarching theme. And, and you know, there's a lot of different things that we implement, you know, in my business to make myself more efficient or make, uh, you know, uh, be more effective at, at different parts of my business. Um, and I guess to, you know, everybody wants, every, when you, when you read a new book, you want to implement everything. Um, and it's, it's, it's very difficult to implement everything. You got to test everything, but then really, to implement something and make it a habit and make it a permanent part of your business. I find it best to, to do it one step at a time, you know, implement something for, um, you know, maybe if you want to do a newsletter, start off on a quarterly basis, and then maybe you go to monthly. And then if you wanted to go to weekly or bi-monthly, you know, um, it's the, that gradual um, development, I think has made it last longer um, for some of the different, um, uh, initiatives that, I, that I've started my business over the years is to just gradually uh, implement them uh, over the course of, of time and, and not try and do everything at once. Definitely appreciate that. And, and so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So there could be more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would get, you would say to a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. At least for, for me and my business, and we're talking about business generation or, or generating revenue, uh, it doesn't come from one source, right? So I guess it goes back to the old adage, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So, um, and, and, you know, I started growing my network here in the DC area when I first started and, and now it's starting to pay off. Um, you know, if I'm doing outbound prospecting or sales calls, you know, um, those take a year, two years, three years to start to pay off as well. Um, so I, I just think that plants seeds in different areas. Um, you know, if you're in the sales or you're trying to generate new business, you know, it's the networking, it's the digital presence that you have. It's the, the in-person presence that you have as you, you meet with, um, you know, colleagues and different influencers. It's the, it's the actually outbound prospecting going to ask for business. You know, it, it comes from everywhere. And I don't think, I think a lot of people think, all right, I'm just going to be cold calling or I'm just going to be networking uh, to generate my business. And that can put you in a bind. For instance, you know, once COVID hit, in-person networking dropped. And that was, you know, a really significant part of my business is what was the uh, in-person networking. Um, but luckily it wasn't the only part of my business. It wasn't the only way that I generated revenue. So uh, I would just say that, you know, 
do what you're best at, but also make sure that your company is able to generate revenue from different sources. Absolutely. And so I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a quote unquote CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Adam, what does being a CEO mean to you? I think being a, a CEO is, you know, I'm, I'm not, I guess, tech, I, I may or may not be a CEO, right? But I think it's operating at a high level in your business. So for me, um, it's, it's, it's very easy to get uh, caught up in the day-to-day, but I always think of the CEO as looking at the long-term. And I think um, as business owners or as entrepreneurs, we oftentimes are you know stuck right here in the moment of, oh man, that prospect said no, and we didn't get hired, or um, you know maybe we messed up on a project or something, whatever it might be. Um, but it's important, or you know maybe my networking hasn't been paying off yet, and I've been doing it for six months or a year. Uh, it's important to think about that five, ten-year plan as you're the CEO. Um, so you're also working on your business, not just so much working in your business. And and I think that that's a, a a big distinction that's it's hard for a lot of people to make, um, but I spend you know a, like I plan out portions of my day to think about the long term, um, but I also need to plan out portions to think about the here and now because um, you know I'm, I'm, um, we that's still obviously very important dealing with the clients day to day is still a huge aspect of my business, but so is whatever my business looks like in the year 2031. That's that's still important to me as well. Yeah, I love that kind of like holistic approach. And I think, um, I, you know, I, I see visions of kind of like a balance beam and being able to kind of balance both of those is that, you know, not getting stuck in working on your business or, or in your business, I should say, because when you do that, then like we talked about before, when things happen, a lot of times you can be caught off guard because you haven't been looking at the, the, the trees, the forest for the trees, I should say. And then understanding that you also have to balance that with making sure you're taking care of the clients, making sure they're being taken care of. So if you get too caught in the cloud, so to speak, you can lose that kind of grounding to understand this is how I'm going to continue to kind of sustain and grow. So that balance beam act and being able to kind of understand the the nuances of that is absolutely huge to being able to kind of grow and, and be a business leader. Yes, yeah, so I think it is. And, and um, when you're starting out, it's difficult because you don't have a lot of help. So you're, you're wearing a lot of hats. But um, and then I think the sooner that you can get some help, you know, whether it be, you know, a virtual assistant or an actual, you know, person that, you know, you, you see on a daily basis, um, it's an expense up front, but it does pay off quite significantly. And it allows you to do what you're best at, um, which is what's going to make you the most money and make your company the most successful. Yeah. And that's a huge point. I appreciate you for bringing that up. And and I even like to think of it like an investment because you're investing in, in the business. And when you bring on that virtual assistant, that whatever it might be, that'll help you out. Um, it allows you to be more in your zone of genius. The thing that you do better and you need to do in order to drive the business, the more time that we spend there, the more likely the businesses succeed. And we have to kind of understand what things need to come off our plate, what things we need to try to do and what things uh, and which goes into which bucket, so to speak. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. Awesome. 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 Well, Adam, truly appreciate that definition. Appreciate your time even more. What I want to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I guess the best way to get a hold of me is through LinkedIn, uh, Adam Collins at LinkedIn. Um, you know, uh, I'm the one that's uh, working at M- MGA. Um and, you know, I, I hang out there a lot, you know, I'm all over um, um, the LinkedIn platform. Um, and uh, what was the second part of the question? 
just anything additional you want to hear about. <laughs> I guess that means that I don't have anything else to say if I can't think of anything. So, so now, yeah, um, I just appreciate you you having me on the podcast and appreciate your audience for for taking a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely appreciate your time. We will have the links and information in the show notes. I appreciate you as well for kind of like going to bat, I think for lack of a better term for the clients that you have and making sure that they do, they do have, you know, someone they can lean on, you know, for something that is a long-term relationship, uh, it sounds like. So definitely appreciate you again for hopping in on this, on this uh, podcast, Adam, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.